Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Oppo Rancesis also has a great beard, although that might be. He comes slithering a down creepy. your chimney. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Krampus oh, of yeah. the Star Wars universe. Maybe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick before questions, we wanted to shout out our friends at Dad's Garage, who recently made a movie. It's a holiday movie called How to Ruin the Holidays. It's starring Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway, Amber Nash and Aisha Tyler from Archer. We got to see it at its Atlanta premiere. It was really funny, a lot more emotional than I was expecting it to be. We really enjoyed it. Uh, we wanted to shout it out because right now it's available for digital to watch on Xfinity and Vudu. It's coming to Apple and Amazon as well. You can check out the link in the description to find out how to watch it right now. Uh, but go show some love to Dad's Garage. It's a place that we love and go to all the time. We love those people. And now you can check out their first movie. I also wanted to shout out our friends over at Slam Sector because this past week I joined them for a stream. They usually do Warhammer gaming streams, but they wanted to play Star Wars Shatterpoint, a tabletop mini game, and I wanted to play it too. So I did a stream with them. It was a lot of fun. Please go check them out because they're very close friends of ours. We had a great time doing the stream and they're close to a thousand subs and we're trying to help them get over that hurdle. For our first question, Tom Ackerman asks, if we think Skeleton Crew is still getting a 2023 release date and if marketing for it will start soon. Well, <laughs> definitely, <running out> of <laughs> time. definitely not on that 2023 release date. That was the initial thing they said back at Star Wars Celebration, and I think even Star Wars Celebration last year. Uh, but with the strikes, I already was expecting that that would be delayed. Mm -hmm. I was thinking it would be early in 2024, uh, but... This recently, it's a good timing on this question because uh, Bespin Bulletin just put out uh, a report. It's a leak, it's a rumor, so take it all with a grain of salt, nothing confirmed here. But they're hearing that it's going to be a holiday 2024 release. So like so, almost a full year yeah. push, even though we didn't know exactly when it was coming anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the word swirling around before the strikes was that it was going to come out in... November of 2023 and go through December. We could have been watching it right now. Exactly. Uh, but the, the the strikes happened and they should have happened. Uh, and honestly, we don't even know at this point whether or not the SAG-AFTRA um, deal is going to go through. The members of SAG still need to vote on it. And uh, we have friends in SAG that I've talked to and, you know, they're not fully happy with the deal. So we'll see <laughs> what happens. I think the deadline is... December 5th, but uh, regardless, 
it might be a whole year until we get to Skeleton Crew. Does that surprise you at all? No, I guess not. Because we haven't heard anything about it, like you said, in a while. Last we heard it, it was a celebration. And I don't know. I, I'm okay to wait for it. Um, I guess I wasn't expecting a whole year of it being pushed, but it seems like they really wanted to come out around the holidays. Yeah, that's the sense I get as well, that it's focused on a uh, younger cast. It, it If it's going to have that Amblin feel, it seems like a family affair. It seems fitting to come around the holidays. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be around like the Star Wars version of Christmas. Mm. <laughs> like maybe they made it to be a Christmas store, like Life Day, I guess. Yeah. Could be central to the plot. I think it was maybe more a decision where they they knew everything else they wanted to do within the year and they just want to keep it around that time of year. I don't necessarily think it's about the holidays. Uh, Probably not. But uh, it would be kind of fun if it's like, this is a life day story. That would be nuts. (laughs) I don't think that's true. But I doubt that delaying it a full year, if that happens, is going to affect things because it's not like The Mandalorian season four is coming in 2024. So really, it could as long as it comes out before the next Mandoverse project, it's okay. Um, I'm more just surprised that they're going to shuffle things around that much. So it's probably going to be the Acolyte will be the next live action mm-hmm. thing to come out. Which is very exciting. I, I'm so excited for that. We don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. I, I think the Bad Batch will probably come out first as far as streaming things go. So we'll have that. We'll have the Acolyte. Tales of the Jedi, probably. And then I think Skeleton Crew. I'm not... The the Best Bulletin report also said that Andor might get pushed to 2025, which I was kind of expecting that. I just... I think there's a chance they could make it into 2024, but they, I think, just started production back up. There's still going to be a lot to do. I, I'll be surprised if it makes it to next year. Yeah. Everything's going to be pushed, and, and that's okay. Like you said, the strikes needed to happen. Um, and, you know, as far as marketing goes, I feel like if this show is going to be geared towards a slightly younger audience, they want maybe more time to market it and to get kids excited about it. Uh, yeah, there is that too. Even if it was going to come out in early 2024 i do think they need a long lead up to it to get jude law in front of some cameras to let the kids go out and talk about things because you're right they have barely talked about this project like we know about it and people watching this know about it because we are way too tuned into everything star wars does but most people have no idea that this thing even exists Mm -hmm. so Yeah, maybe they need a year (laughs) to just, like, remember Skeleton Crew is coming. I mean, maybe a lot of studios saw what Barbie did and are, like, rethinking their marketing strategies. Maybe they they were like, we need to do more for a long, longer period of time. I think that is true across the board. I mean, whatever they have been doing before has not been working, like traditional, just Mm -hmm. normal marketing for a film. Like, box office in general has been down this past year, so not that this is going to be a theatrical release, but still, I I think that it it makes sense that they might want to have a long lead-up. Spider-Man of Earth 1218 
wants to know which Star Wars character would get themselves arrested on Black Friday. Yeah, we're a week away from Black Friday and all that, but this this question was very fun. And uh, I, I feel like this is one of those characters that we use a lot for questions like this as an answer, but Hondo Onaka came to my mind first. That's what I was going to say. Uh, we should have just said it at the same time. He's, he's going to be in there snatching and grabbing and not paying any attentions to the limit to per customer rule. And then he's going to turn around and sell all that stuff on yeah. the Star Wars eBay. I mean, he's also just going to not like pay for anything. Mm-hmm. He's just going to use the chaos to steal as much as he can. Yeah. Uh, but act like this is normal. This is what Black Friday is all about. <laughs> yeah. He's going to break all the rules. Actually, I have another potential answer just because Hondo, obviously we both thought of it. Uh what do you think of Nimic, like going in and getting arrested? Not because he's like being a pirate, mm-hmm. but because he's anti-capitalist and he's like protesting and just causing a ruckus. Maybe he seems more like the type to just give all of his friends a lot of grief if he hears <laughs> them talking about shopping on Black Friday, and then he'll give his little spiel. He's posting a lot on his Insta stories about like how it's a big no-no to buy anything on Amazon and and all that stuff. I don't think he would be so proactive as to go out on the day. I could see him standing in front of the store, uh, but not doing anything necessarily that would get him arrested. I think that he would definitely get a talking to from the manager of like, please, we're just doing our jobs. Like, (laughs) we're just trying to survive Black Friday. Yeah, Cassian might be... Cassian could. There too. If if he got riled up by Nimic. Yeah, (laughs) Attempting to sneak around and doing a really bad job. Okay, now we're just on a, an Andor kick here, but what about Marva? I feel like Marva would go in and act like a frail old lady. Yeah, but... she'd have her cane and, you know, give someone grief like, oh, it's the last one. You know, my, <laughs> my grandson really loved one of those. And then she, like, takes it and runs. She pro- That would be her first line of defense. But then if she had to, she'd start, like, hitting people. Yeah. Curtis Calloward asks, if Santa Claus were in Star Wars, what alien would he be, and what would be his elves and reindeer? Well, I bet someone popped into your head, just a character. So this time, let's count to three. One, two, three, and we'll say it together, and let's see if we're on the same page. I don't have one in mind. No character at all came to mind for this? Well, not a specific character. I guess I was just thinking of aliens. Okay, well, (laughs) Dexter Jetster popped into my head and i think it's specifically because brian ward uh who designs all of our thumbnails thank you brian made a photoshop of dexter jester as santa claus at some point and i think he tweets it every year so that just immediately (laughs) i was like all right santa claus is a basilisk (laughs) um i guess maybe i thought the honestly the first thing that came to my mind was uh gagorin because it's like a giant walking white beard yeah i like that <laughs> uh that came to mind oppo rancis is also has a great beard although that might be he comes slithering down creepy. your chimney <laughs> <laughs> he's the krampus oh, of yeah. the star wars universe maybe <laughs> uh okay so this for for elves this kind of popped into my head for santa as well for some reason but uh meber gascon hmm? like just that that group yeah um that would be a funny group of elves but, i just assumed jawas i mean yeah but they would would they be good at building toys 
they're more They'd about be better at stealing them right. from other places. They can be Aparensis's like Krampus elves. <laughs> uh, but I, I I just had a thought of what about Turgle? Like he just seems. I mean, he's kind of a a thief too, but for an elf. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's tall, but like he's just very energetic and enthusiastic. I feel like he has good elf energy. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> The elves are hard, but uh, for reindeer, um, I'm going to go with charhounds. That came to mind first, because you know how Rudolph needed the nose to light the way? Mm. They can all just bark fire in case, in case they need to see. I guess I, I, because you said Turgle, I was thinking of those things that you can ride in the game. I forget what they're called. The bird things? Yeah. Uh, I also can't remember what they're called off the top of my head. I'll put a oh, picture we're up. bad fans. <laughs> <laughs> also for elves, though, um, Ewoks are pretty crafty. They're good at making things. That's true. They would just make a bunch of, like, here's a hatchet, little girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Zacharias wants to know if Thrawn could beat Darth Vader in a purely naval battle. Just if they had, like, the same... Star Destroyers, the, the same military complement, and it was a one-on-one -on -one fight. Who would win? I guess Thrawn. Like, I, I say his, Thrawn, too. That's his thing, right? Uh, yeah, especially if we're talking, uh, Zacharias kind of says, like, or maybe suggests no force powers. So uh, if That's if really going to knock Vader down a few pegs. If it's just tactical, because the force is the thing that Thrawn, you know, has trouble predicting. Uh, the Thrawn of now, just home from Peridia, might have a better shot even with the force mm -hmm. but i think just anakin anakin is still chaotic tactically so it sure. might be difficult for thrawn to guess what he's gonna do but he knows anakin fairly well at this point depends i guess on like thrawn just getting back from being gone for so long he might be a little rusty <laughs> that's that's true but that could be like a warm-up yeah but I, I do think that just tactically he would beat Anakin. If he introduced the Force, obviously there's a lot of different things that Vader could do. And I do think it would be kind of close, just because Anakin would probably do something completely insane <laughs> that Thrawn would be like, who who thinks like you? I guess it also depends on what kind of, what the fleet situation is, because Vader has access to the entire Empire. That That's why I'm like, I, I think Zacharias says it should just be, they have the same ships yeah it's not like it's, vader it gets really complicated when you're like okay well which what time period of thrawn and vader are yeah. we talking here where this is just a pure imaginative situation where they they each have like one star destroyer and are they what if they're playing battleships if the, ooh. then it's kind of all luck isn't it mm, i haven't played that in a long time i think for some reason my mind immediately went oh anakin wins that i don't know why but I, I feel like Anakin would win that because he would just place his ship somewhere stupid. I am thinking of a lot of just Anakin and not Vader. Yeah, I'm, thoughts, I'm but... thinking Vader specifically. Yeah. Hmm. I, I do view Vader as like less chaotic than Anakin in his strategies for some reason, but mm -hmm. but still, I want to give I want to give Vader battleship. Vader would secretly be using the Force to see what was going on on the other side of the board. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
The holidays and the coming new year can be a time of great stress for a lot of people. Despite celebrations surrounding Life Day or any other real-world holidays you observe, this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. I've struggled with anxiety for years as my thoughts drift off to worries about the future. Something that's helped me work through those thoughts is talking about them. Therapy gives you a judgment-free place to do exactly that so you can get out of negative thought cycles and find some mental peace. In the past, my therapists have helped me regain perspective on some of the issues I was grappling with and taught me some coping skills to prevent going down a rabbit hole of anxiety. If you've ever considered therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com SWE today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot SWE. Ellie Mueller asks if we have any tips for maintaining a work-life balance. I, I laughed when I read the question, <laughs> and I thought I thought you were going to laugh at it harder now, uh, at me specifically. What do you think? I think that it's gotten better. I think my work-life balance has gotten better. I, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's, it's better than it was. It's not great. Uh and Ellie very correctly points out that it, it's probably difficult to <laughs> maintain work-life balance when, like, you work from home and it's always available. And, yeah, so, like, I think part of it, something that's helped me is better maintaining those boundaries, uh, especially when you're when I'm not in my office. Mm -hmm. But, like, taking social media off my phone, especially Twitter, because, like, my Twitter is the Star Wars Explained Twitter. So I don't have one that's just like, oh, my personal friends that I can look through. It's all my feet is Star Wars all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to slip back into that mode. Yeah. But if you had one of your own, would you use it for good or for, for evil? Good. <laughs> I mean, I would read it for good, but then again, it would be very easy to just be like, and then I'll check and see what the Star Wars Explained Twitter is looking like. Yeah. And it's so no, I, I think having Twitter on my phone is just something I can't do anymore. Yeah. When I guess... If you, if you do what we do, it's, it is kind of always accessible and, you know, you can go on the computer or on the phone any time of day and like read Star Wars news or think about like, oh, I could do a video on this or, you know, but the books we're reading typically are Star Wars books and we'll read those like all the time and it just kind of like gets you in the mindset of, work without you kind of realizing it so you've got to prioritize just everything else in life and and make time for it yeah and it's true that like i'll work on the channel and then in the evening be like oh well we got a new star wars book and like i'll read that before bed which is fun and i love doing it but it also i'm still like on i'm still thinking about oh i can make a video about this or that or i'm, I'm making notes constantly mm -hmm. so it's like even though i view it as leisure it's not really it's hard to turn that stuff off i guess i feel like i've i've gotten pretty good at getting out of work mode recently just because there hasn't been a lot of star wars going on so other than reading the eye of darkness because of the holidays, I guess, I'm kind of like in holiday mode. Yeah. But when it is like a busier time and there's a show on or something like that, like it is 
hard and you have to just kind of like force breaks within your day and like have kind of a, a mindset of like I got to clock in and clock out of whenever I'm working. Yeah. It's easier for me to have those really hard lines of like we're going to be out of town for the we'll be at Dragon Con for example, which even though we moderate panels or we'll have interviews it's still just a different vibe. I'm away from the house yeah. and it's easier to just be like, I'm not in work mode all the time. Yeah. And a lot of people will understand working from home being its own ordeal because then you feel like you never leave the house and you feel like work is always there and it kind of messes with your mind of, yeah, work life and, and home life and that line gets really blurry. Yeah. It's hard to like give yourself permission, especially when it's just us and it's like if I were working for someone else and they were like, hey, I know it's 7 p.m., but some Star Wars news just dropped and we need you to cover it right now, I'd be like, mm-mm. But because it's me, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I should I should cover this right now. Uh-huh. So... I don't know. Like, that's probably not... I hope we had some good advice in there scattered throughout, but mostly we're just like, we're not great about it, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll take a toll after a while. So I think because we've done this for a while now, we kind of see those telltale signs of like being burnt out or feeling like overworked and stuff. So I think just like setting your own schedule and like creating specific times for work and then creating specific times to do anything but work mm -hmm. so working out or going out getting out of the house is like a big one for us yeah it's funny I remember doing an interview with Daniel Jose Older and he brought up just it's hard to set those boundaries especially when you enjoy what you do like he loves writing and he's like he needs his wife sometimes to be like hey you're acting burnt out, go for a walk or something. And it's like, he just doesn't realize it. And I feel that way sometimes. Uh, and then Molly comes in and tells me to stop it. <laughs> Get off your computer. Come hang out with me. <laughs> also having a pet helps because Hilo thinks it's all about him all the time. So eventually he'll come in here and nudge us. I mean, you guys have seen it happen here while we're filming, but he's like, hey, I want to go do something about me. Let's go play. He comes in, he sits on my floor, and then he just starts farting. Like, genuinely. <laughs> just gonna... just starts farting. <laughs> trying to stink you out of the room. Uh. <laughs> on to YouTube questions. Cyberpup wants to know if the Ray movie will be a large or smaller scale production. More talking about, I think, budget. Uh, they mentioned a couple different uh, films, and one of them being Dial of Destiny, which had, like, this huge budget. Uh, I hope that it's on the smaller side. Like I, we kind of talked about the box office, but you know, films have been just pushing and pushing like these mega blockbusters that cost hundreds of million dollars to make because for a while it was like, well, we're guaranteed to make a billion on it. Mm. So that has become less and less of a safe bet. I mean, we've definitely seen that this past year. I, I, I think just what, Barbie and Oppenheimer made Oppenheimer made a billion. I can't remember if anything else did, or if that stat is even correct. But you know, it was a rough year at the box office, so I, I think that they should probably scale it back a little bit. I don't know. Like, 
just when I think of a Star Wars film, I just automatically think huge blockbuster, like big budget movie. Yeah. And but I, I see it like I don't know what a smaller production, smaller budget Star Wars movie would look like. And I'm sure they could make it work, but I don't know if they're if they're gonna start cutting back on other stuff, they should keep the movies the big blockbusters and like funnel more money towards them, I guess. If well, they... I mean, I, I think that a lot of people talked about the creator this past year and how it had like a budget of 80 million and looked amazing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have to sacrifice quality visuals, for example, uh, to, to have a, a big blockbuster feel. I, I think they could still pull it off with a smaller budget. Um, I'm not saying it should be an $80 million budget, but it doesn't need to be... Dial of Destiny was like 400 mm, Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the expectations for any movie in a franchise this big, they're, they're going to be huge. That's true. And that's... I, I just think that in general, it feels like all of the safe bets that Hollywood thought they had aren't safe bets anymore. Mm-hmm. And so... Take your time, make a great story first and foremost, and then like give your animators enough time to to make it look good. Don't rush it out the gate for the sake of hitting the release date. Like I think is that if they just slow down a little bit and really put some thought into what they're doing, then it, it, we can have a smaller scale Star Wars movie that still feels big and still moves us. Michael Caddock, 1915, asks if Rey will reconnect with Luke in the new Jedi Order movie. I kind of hope not. Like, I I would be perfectly fine if Luke showed up, but if we're going to go Force Ghost route, like, I would rather see, like, Qui-Gon or something. Like, like, let's see someone new interact with Rey. We've mm. seen her and Luke a lot. Uh, maybe this is still me wishing that we got Force Ghost Con in The Rise of Skywalker, but mm-hmm. uh, it would be neat to know that she has communed with other Jedi and not just Luke. It wouldn't, I mean, it would make sense just because, like, we see Yoda and Obi Wan coming to Luke, and, like, those are just, like, the ones that he knows the best and are closest with. So I guess Luke would make sense, but Leia. Mm-hmm. would too well, that would be hard to do yeah. um <laughs> it, unless you know you, you, i guess you can't do that <laughs> i mean that like my, my initial thought is like yes more leia the character but then like the realities of it i'm like oh but uh, yeah that opens up this whole can of worms yeah and i would also be okay with no luke yeah i would she, too she doesn't need him like guidance is always gonna be helpful but I don't think that that's necessarily like a, you have to have a scene where Rey is speaking to Force Ghost Luke or else it's not a Star Wars movie. Right. We're jumping 15 years into the future. This is probably going to be the first movie in, set after, like outside of the Skywalker saga. Uh, Rogue One and Solo, you could make that argument, but they're still very much connected to it. And so will this will be too. But... Yeah, I don't think that we need to keep holding on to the legacy stuff for mm-hmm. Star Wars. B- 
because eventually, like, when the Acolyte gets there, I don't know, we might see Yoda, we might see Yaddle, but I'm like, we don't need to. Yeah. We can let Star Wars grow beyond all of this. When we get to Dawn of the Jedi, what are we going to, like... Are people going to be clamoring for familiar stuff? I guess the Mortis gods are on the table. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many Star Wars movies where, like, the main character isn't visited by a Force ghost and given advice. So it's not a necessarily, it's, it's not a necessity. And we also don't know what role Rey is going to have in this. Like, we know she's going to return, but will she be the main character? She might not be the focus of the film. Uh, so that would be bold. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just thinking of Daisy Ridley saying that it was not what she expected, but mm -hmm. she was excited by it. Yeah. So who knows? But I, I'm like 50-50 on this. Like, certainly it could happen. Although I think Mark Hamill has suggested he's done playing Luke. Um, Good for him. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm leaning towards it probably won't happen. Obviously, I'll be happy if it does, but I'm not mm -hmm. going to be mad if it doesn't. Right. Harry67711 wants to know if Filoni and other Star Wars creators read the books and comics. I'm curious about this. I have no idea. Uh, I doubt that really anyone, like, I doubt Filoni has time to read every book and every comic that comes out. I'm sure he's read some of them. I bet he read the Ahsoka novel. Um... And I'm sure that when he is bumping up against things, people will tell him, like, when he worked with Timothy Zahn, he probably said, hey, in this novel, like, Thrawn met Anakin. Mm -hmm. So, but, like, just keeping up with it myself, and it's, like, my full-time job is a lot. I can't imagine having to read everything and <laughs> write new Star Wars stories. Right, and create new Star Wars. Yeah, I, I never assume anyone writing, directing, like anyone else creating Star Wars is keeping up with that stuff. Like maybe one or two here and there. Um, and, you know, they've probably read a lot of the older stuff, but they don't need to keep up with all that stuff. My mind is jumping to. to Leslie Headland, who talks about how she played the role-playing game and, and read Legends. And uh, I, I think she said that she has read The High Republic because it is very relevant to the Acolyte. Mm -hmm. And knowing that era is important to her. So I, I, I think that it's probably a case-by-case -case basis. Um, what I think is more likely is that a, a storyteller comes in and then someone can just be like, okay, here's the lowdown on like, here are the books that came out. Yeah. And here's me, what you need to know. Give me the cliff notes. Yeah. Uh, but I would be very interested to see, like, I would be delighted to learn that Filoni, maybe he's a great speed reader. I'm not the fastest reader. So, like, uh, in my mind, I'm like, there's no time. But yeah. he might be able to read a book in a couple hours. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, we just talked about work life and home life balance. You know, if, if it were me asking Filoni about what he's reading on his during his time off I would hope that you know it's not Star Wars stuff just because like you gotta expand your horizons a little bit I mean he seems like a guy with a lot of fandoms if you look at Ahsoka alone it's like there were Lord of the Rings and Narnia references I bet he reads just a lot of fantasy mm -hmm. in general yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would be curious to know who at Lucasfilm reads 
the most and what? If you were Grogu, would you have chosen to stay and train with Luke Skywalker or to return to the Mandalorian Din Djarin? Why? Mm, that's tough. I'm staying with Dad. He doesn't really know Luke. Right. And he doesn't seem to want to finish training to be a Jedi. He wants to follow Din. I'm just, like, but this is if I were Grogu. It's just, presented with the choice. Let's let's simplify it first. Presented with the choice to be a Mandalorian or a Jedi, what do you choose? Hmm. Jedi. I would too. Just taking out like the the personal side of it. But the second you do throw in but the fact that like what if you were a Mandalorian and then I was offered the choice to be a Jedi? I I think I'd, I'd rather stay with my hot Mandalorian wife. <laughs> well, I was also thinking, like, if I trained, you know, at the Jedi Temple and experienced Order 66, went through all that trauma, no thanks. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Mandalorians because I don't necessarily want to go back to that trauma it's like i still get shot at all the time but <laughs> it's, it's not as bad mm -hmm. uh yeah it's interesting that like just once you get the personal aspect of it it's like my answer does change if i had developed that relationship with din uh i also think i would have chosen what grogu did i mean like grogu kind of got the best of both worlds because he did get to go and train with luke and then after a little while Luke gave him the choice so that, you know, he could remind Grogu a little bit of like what it's like and just so that he could like test the waters a little bit. So. Yeah. He, he unlocked his ability to control himself a little bit more. Yeah. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on X, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.